1: I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear man. I breathe the mountain
0: air, man. I travel I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. If you like to travel, you are listening to the right radio show. Here's what this show is all about. We celebrate travel. We work hard to introduce you to some fascinating people and bring you the latest travel news and attractive travel deals every weekend. It's pretty straightforward, except that we also cast a wide net when we consider the word travel. For example, this hour, we'll have a second conversation with Tom Popper. When we talked with him a couple of weeks ago, his company, which takes visitors to Cuba, had to lay off all its employees. After liberalizing rules regarding Americans visiting Cuba, Washington appeared to be backpedaling, did not delaying the renewal of licenses for companies like Tom's. But his tour company, called Insight Cuba, just got its license back, so we'll see what's up with that. And ask him about the surprising decision by Cuba's government to allow its citizens to travel out of the country much more freely. Then we'll meet a man who spent more than 800 days... 800 days, It's more than two years, walking the entire length of the Amazon River. In fact, his new book is called Walking the Amazon. His name is Ed Stafford, and you'll hear true tales of the obstacles he had to overcome to manage the feat. And we'll learn about the connection between Veterans Day and America's National Parks from retired Navy Commander David Barna. Then you may remember Robin Leach from his hit television series called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous that aired from 1984 through 1995. Robin will join me later this hour. I'm going to ask him about his life, post-lifestyles, and... Also about a very different kind of cooking school he's involved in at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Throw in a few deals of the week, and we'll call it the second hour of Rudy Max's World. First, a quick look at some items from this week's news and travel. Airline fares for the Thanksgiving holiday will be up about nine percent this year compared to last year, says Travelocity. that's a pretty big that's a pretty big bump, nine percent. The holiday is considered to encompass November seventeenth through the twenty seventh. And Travelocity says the average round trip within the u s. is expected during that period to cost three hundred and eighty six dollars, including taxes. The Pilots Union at American, which has been at war with management for years now, reported that recent talks may have produced, quote, encouraging changes, unquote according to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. American Airlines, of course, is headquartered uh, in the newspaper's backyard at Dallas, or near Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. The newspaper reported that Americans' management might be willing to offer the pilots 13.5% equity stake in the newly restructured company. And the pilots' union, for its part, has been talking with third parties who might be interested in buying that 13.5% stake, which could result in a six-figure payout to Americans' 10,000 pilots. Not a bad payday. All right. Let me talk about let me talk with Tom Popper, Popper, as I said. A couple of weeks ago, we talked with Tom, the owner of a tour company called Insight Cuba. The company was having difficulty renewing its license to take Americans on cultural exchange programs to Cuba. That had forced Popper to lay off his entire staff and cancel future trips, and he was puzzled as to why Washington, which had promised a more relaxed policy toward travel to Cuba, was taking so long to not only renew his licenses, uh, but also other companies like his. Tom joins me by phone today. Tom, I understand you finally got your uh, your license renewed. Are you back in business now?
1: We sure did, and uh, so glad to be with you, Rudy, with uh,
2: with this great news. And have you hired back some of those some of your employees? We have
1: we have the greatest staff ever, and uh, we're fully operational. Um, everything was able to get up pretty quickly. We have six tours that we're launching with over a hundred departure dates. So, beginning uh, when. Uh, first group is leaving November 22nd uh, for Thanksgiving, and then we go into full swing in December through 2013.
2: Did you ever get any read on why renewing licenses for you and similarly situated companies was so delayed?
1: Uh, there's many speculations on what w- was the cause. Um, the only thing we can gather at this point is there was an administrative slowdown, um, there was lots of pressure publicly. Uh, to put on the U.S. Treasury Department to reissue the licenses. So not only ours was reissued, but uh, dozens of other companies as well. So um, illegal travel through people to people is, is back in full swing.
2: Hey, I'm from Washington. I'm here to help you. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's good news for a lot of folks who want to visit uh, visit Cuba. Now, and- what is what is your read uh, on on the liberalization within Cuba for Cubans to travel abroad? Previously, they had to apply for a very expensive exit visa. It was quite an onerous process, I'm told. And uh, last week, the Cuban government said that beginning in mid-January, oh, you don't have to do the exit visa anymore. As long as you've got a passport, you got a visa to the country you're going, you're free to leave the country. And I was just talking in the first hour with a gentleman from the Lexington Institute in, uh, in, in Arlington uh, who was in Cuba when that happened, and he said it was greeted with jubilation by Cubans. It was a very big deal. It was huge news. Um, what is this? Do you have any idea what this might pretend for world tourism? Now that cuba's is uh, unleashed, so to speak,
1: <laughs> it is it is indeed huge news. Um, you know, this has been something for the local, for the regular Cuban um, that has been that is difficult. However, uh, this just now presents the possibility that Cubans can work abroad, they can travel abroad, um, and the liberalization of the policy is is huge news for them. And it also removes one of the tenets for detractors uh, of the Cuban government and and promoters of the embargo as to why the U.S. policy should remain uh, bellicose as it currently is. So it's one step in in the right direction. It's a great move for for Cubans throughout uh, the country, and uh, we look forward to how it develops over time.
2: The last I knew, and this may be old information, it was the Swiss Embassy that handled American interests in Cuba. I don't know if that's still true. Do you know that?
1: That's correct. Due to lack of diplomatic relations right. between Cuba and the U.S., there's a U.S. interest section based in Havana. There's also a Cuban interest section uh, based in not Washington. too far from you in D.C. and and they act as pseudo consulates for processing visas and so forth. Um, and, and it is a small office and uh, i spoke to a number of friends after i i heard the news Um, you know and it was it was wonderful in a way because I, i've been friends with these people for more than a decade and we always lament how one day it'd be so wonderful for them to come visit me in the united states and my family and we could spend time together um, you know like normal citizens and uh... part of the issue in addition to the the prior restrictions on the exit visas was the amount of time it takes for the u.s. intersection in havana to process a visa application currently um, they're looking at fourteen to eighteen months
2: oh my so, goodness they're going to so, have to gear up
1: <laughs> yeah so exactly so you know with this in, in place um, one has to expect that the delays will you know be increasing um... but uh... there's also there's other problematic issues with regard to cubans getting visas at least to visit the united states is that normally, uh, from another country, you have to prove to the U.S government that you have assets, you have income, um, you know they want to know to a certain degree that you're going to return home. Right. Um, with most Cubans in Cuba, those things do not exist. They do not own their homes while they do have the right to stay in them virtually in perpetuity. Um, their incomes aren't very large. So like many other developing nations around the world, they wouldn't be able to pass that muster as far as getting a, a visa. There's also a second complication. Tom, a, Tom, I yes, think sir. we're
2: about to run out of time. Can you, you bet. In fact, we got the music coming. Listen, we're going to watch this closely. It sounds like the U.S. interest section is going to have to make a much bigger office. Tom Popper is the president of Insight Cuba. If you've ever wanted to visit Cuba, check out InsightCuba.com and see if there's a trip for you. We'll be right back in just a moment. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Rudy. Rudy Max's
0: World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
2: Hi, folks. Rudy Max here, inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in The Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under Sponsors. Geico
0: says, let's make life simpler. Look. I'm all for modern
3: conveniences. But ask yourself, do you really need a blender with 23 buttons just to chop an onion? At GEICO, we think life should be simpler. So we make it super simple to save on car insurance. Just one click and you could be on your way to saving
0: hundreds. Come on,
3: people. Life doesn't have to be that complicated.
0: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
4: Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary, risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
0: telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025 that's 1-800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com here again is rudy maxa
2: 18 minutes after the hour. And this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by our friends at TravelGuard. It's a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance. TravelGuard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping at leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. And right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, you can read the newest series or newest story in a series of true travel tales and be eligible perhaps to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from its travelers about their experiences. And in this latest one, a couple celebrates their retirement with a trip to Italy. And upon learning about the legend of the Trevi Fountain, their trip takes an unpredictable turn. Find out the true ending to the story and earn a chance to win to Kindle by visiting travelguard.com forward slash stories. My next guest, has to call him a traveler, is an understatement. He has spent over two years walking the entire length of the Amazon River. I don't think i got to say any more after that, except to tell you that if you'd like to read about it uh, in in great detail, which you should, pick up a copy of his new book published by Plume. It's called Walking the Amazon, subtitled 860 Days One Step at a Time. Ed Stafford joins us from his home in England. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Ed, nice to have you on the show. Pleasure, Rudy. How are you? fine thank you so what i mean i read your book so i know the answer to this but for our listeners briefly what possessed you to do this
3: Um well i've been leading expeditions for a number of years i I've, I've been in the british army I've worked along the u.n alongside the u.n in afghanistan and and but my my specialty i suppose my my area of interest was jungle expeditions and and i would never been to the amazon and so I was just doing a sort of a Google search, literally, for expeditions that hadn't been done in the Amazon. And and, um, the, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a terrible kayaker, and so I was looking for expeditions that were on foot. And uh, the more I looked, the more I realised that nobody had ever literally walked from the furthest source of the Amazon to the mouth. Um, and I expected it to take about a year, um, and um, it ended up taking two and a half years. But um, it, it literally started from that, uh, uh, a very casual Google search, really.
2: Why did it take you two and a half times longer than you thought?
3: Well, I planned for um, being able to walk... Uh, hold on, what was the figures? It was... Um, oh, no,
2: X number of kilometers a day?
3: Yeah, I just, did, just divided the river by 365 days because I wanted it to take a year. And I came up with about 11 miles a day. And I thought, You thought you I, can I could do that. I could walk 11 miles a day, yeah, and I think what we actually ended up doing was averaging about four miles a day.
2: I think um, I can sometimes. guess the reason, but tell us the reason.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose it is naivety, if, if, if I'm honest, uh, Rudy, because a lot of my jungle experience had been in sort of national parks where there's nice paths <laughs> and you can move relative, relatively quickly through the jungle. But, but there's a reason when one had walked it before, and, it, and a lot of it was just, just horrendous, you know in terms of just swamp and all tangled with razor grass and brambles and thorns. And and it was quite often because, obviously, the Amazon River, when it floods, it's not really got very distinct banks. So as soon as the water level rises, which is for quite a considerable amount of the year, it just, just, there's a complete sort of ice-like sheet of water that just cuts straight into the rainforest up to about sort of 80 kilometres or... Fifty miles or so away from the riverbank, so oh it goodness. wasn't like walking on hard ground half of the time. You're going through this sort of tangled mess, but you're you're up to your nipples in um, water as well. So therefore, you know, I mean, I think our worst day ever. We walked 0.7 miles in an eight-hour walking day, um, oh my and it just it just became you know it became farcical. If we if I got panicky, if I started to get sort of claustrophobic and worried about time, then I don't know, it was detrimental to my own sort of mental health. I just had to take a deep breath and just go, Do you know what, this is it's going to take as long as it takes.
2: Well, I have a hundred <laughs> questions for you. Let, let, let me s- I've got a hundred questions for you. Let me see if we can take two of them briefly. One is, um, how did you have enough supplies to last two and a half times longer than you thought you were going to be there, number one? And number two, what other dangers were there in the jungle? That may take us the okay, entire well, segment, but start with first.
3: The, the first one is a, a sort of mistake that I made myself. I mean, we started with huge rucksacks weighing in excess of 45 kilograms. I don't know what that is in, in pounds, but um, really ridiculously weight. You could only, we could only just pick them up. And it was because we sort of thought that we would have to take kit for the entire journey, and, and of course you don't. I mean, we, and, and the reason it ended up being possible is that it's only ever as difficult as walking between the, the nearest two sort of points of civilization, essentially. So in terms of, for example, medication, just to pick one thing, we only had to have enough antibiotics to take us from the from one medical centre in in a small jungle town to the next, and then we could resupply. And we did that with food, and we did that with clothes, and and even things like video cameras, which we went we went through ten HD video cameras, which were supplied by a British production company, because eventually sold it to Discovery Channel, and and they were they were ended up being brought in by photographers and stuff. So we didn't obviously have to carry ten from the beginning. Um, it, I think there was a journalist from Men's Journal in the US who came in, I think a chap from ABC News, Bill Weir, came in, and they, we'd, we'd just basically, when they came in, we'd say, right, we're going to use you as a sort of a, as a logistics donkey, and we sent them loads of stuff, and they brought them in. So, so that's how we did it, essentially. Um, I think the longest we ever walked without seeing any humans at all was about three and a half weeks. Um, but there were always settlements or villages or small fishing towns, and, and, and that's how we did it, yeah. The second question was, I can't remember.
2: Dangers.
3: Dangers. There was lots. Um, there's all
1: the inherent <laughs> for,
2: Ed, jungle let me, dangers. Ed, Ed, let me, before you answer the dangerous question, let me re identify yes. you. If someone just tuned in, we're talking with ex, uh, explorer Ed Stafford. He's got a new book out called Walking the Amazon, which is exactly what he did for 860 days, more than two and a half years. We're talking about that. And I just asked him so, what sort of dangers did you face besides the rising water, the lack of uh, paths, and so on? Well, the,
3: the ones that you would expect, the sort of inherent jungle dangers, the Anacondas, um, jaguars, venomous snakes, um, electric eels—those sort of things—ended up being probably the least of our worries. Bizarrely, um, that the the larger animals kept themselves to themselves. Um, I don't think we were ever really identified as as sort of viable meals. We were too <laughs> we were too big. Um, the smaller smaller animals were uh, n- well, we're, bug runs, were in bug were an irritation—the the mosquitoes, the ants, everything that bites essentially. But actually, what the biggest danger bizarrely ended up being were, were people, and um, especially in Peru, where there's a lot of very isolated tribes that haven't had a lot of contact with the outside world. The And there's also a lot of terrorism in, in Peru still, and little pockets of um, areas where there's a lot of drugs trafficking going on. Um, I think two-thirds of the world's cocaine is actually the base plant is grown in Peru. We had to go straight through, through that drug trafficking area. So it ended up being I didn't realise this again at the beginning. It was a sort of learning process, but it was it was the, straight, the one of the biggest strains was was passing through areas where people just didn't want us to be. And in terms of the drugs traffickers, it's very obvious why they didn't want me to go there. And I was carrying a carrying a video camera and recording everything. Right. But in terms of the indigenous tribes, I didn't know too much about their back history. But once I learned about how atrociously you know they've been treated over the sort of 70s and 80s by the Peruvian government and and now they've they've had all their land stolen by the coca barons. They just think extraordinarily distrusting of outsiders, and, and not surprisingly, really. So every day at the end of, you know, eight hours of smashing through the jungle with a machete and being absolutely exhausted, you couldn't stay outside the communities because they'd be really suspicious of you and you haven't come in and identified yourself. But if you went in and identified yourself, you'd probably find if you weren't surrounded by people with bows and arrows, you were surrounded by people with shotguns, and they, you know, they didn't use them on us, and we were never fired upon, but if we hadn't been completely up front and open, come in with sort of wide honest faces and open hands and, and, and been as polite and as open as possible, I think we could have got into a lot of trouble. It was, um, it was, that was my biggest, that was my biggest concern for the trip was uh, literally the danger of just coming in, and, and often the only, the times when we had the most problems with people is when they were drunk as well, because, and it probably disillusions people's ideas of what the Amazon is like but there's an awful lot of settlements where people have got huge alcohol problems and obviously then they're not thinking straight and they've still got that inherent fear of outsiders and then we're coming in and and you've got half the village drunk out of their heads that Uh. became actually quite a serious problem Yeah.
2: Well, if the ten minutes we have just spent with Ed Stafford hasn't wet your curiosity and appetite for more, I don't know what will. Check out his book Walking the Amazon, eight hundred and sixty days one step at a time. And check out his website and you'll learn more about him. Um it is Ed Stafford, S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D edstafford.org. Ed dot Edstafford.org. You can learn more about his book, see some videos, and uh and learn a lot more about uh, he and at least in the early part of a trip his colleague ed i really appreciate you taking the time to join us a fascinating account and a fascinating way to spend two and a half years
3: <laughs> thank you really appreciate it
2: and i'm glad you're home safely as well EdStafford.org is where you can learn more i'm rudy and when we come back we're going to talk about uh, the national parks with a uh, spokesman who's going to link national parks with veterans well-being don't go away you're in rudy max's work
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
2: Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in The Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events, and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration, go to thegatheringireland.com or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Ever wondered what you do if you were seriously sick or injured on a trip? You need On Call International, and joining me is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Now, Mike, why is this protection so critical?
1: Medical evacuation in the U.S. or abroad can cost $30,000, or even $100,000 and is rarely covered by major medical plans, including Medicare. OnCall International membership protects your health and wallet with services, including evacuation to the hospital of your choice.
2: And right now, you can save 30% off your membership with the code RUDY30 at OnCallInternational.com.
0: participate in the program call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com here's rudy maxa
2: it's 33 minutes back uh, 33 minutes after the hour excuse me in this hour this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at tourism ireland if you've ever thought about taking a trip to ireland well 2013 is the year to do it because ireland's issued an open invitation to the world called the gathering ireland 2013 it's a spectacular year-long celebration of ireland and all things irish maybe you have an Irish name or Irish roots in your family. Maybe you've studied in Ireland or worked there or enjoyed the music and food or maybe maybe just have a desire to see this beautiful country that's rich in history with its stunning landscapes and friendly people. Well, 2013 is the perfect year to plan a vacation to Ireland and be part of a worldwide gathering. Details at thegatheringireland.com. There you'll see what else is planned for 2013, how you can be a part of it. To plan a vacation, go to discoverireland.com or go to rudymaxa.com and look for more information under Sponsors. Veterans Day is coming up uh, November uh, 10th, or Veterans Day weekend is coming up November 10th to the 12th. I'm delighted to be joined by a spokesman for the National Park Service, who's also a retired Navy commander, David Barnick. Man, Barner, welcome to the Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Good morning, Rudy. How are you? Fine, thank you. Now, there's a special, pro- well, promotion. I, I guess I, that's a hard word to apply to the National Park Service, but there's a special special thing going on, for lack of a better noun, between the National Park Service and Veterans Day. They're going to allow all 398 national parks to open the doors for free, free admission to honor veterans, for three days, November 10th through the 12th. Is that correct? That's
5: right. The national parks preserve those places that represent our country's shared cultural heritage, our ideas, our majestic lands, our patriotic icons, and the servicemen of of America have defended these places uh, for over 200 years, and, and in honor and as gratitude to the service members, past and present, we're offering free entrance to all the national parks over Veterans Day weekend.
2: Okay, now I was, I'm sort of interested in the relationship between what you perceive as the national parks and, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, the mental health of, uh, of veterans. Tell me a little. Expand on that for me, will you?
5: Well, we found that these the, the, the national parks are sort of two categories. Since there's nearly 400 of them, 200 about 200 of them, if you put them into two piles, about 200 of them preserve these scenic natural wonders that Americans have cherished for years: Yellowstone, Yosemite, the national seashores, and w- and the other half of these places celebrate uh, the democracy and, and the special places and special people that built the history of the country. And what we found is that these are places where where we tend to heal not only veterans but all of us living this fast paced social media life that we're living that the places that we've preserved that we've set aside for our for our future generations are also places that we can renew the spirit where you can find some quiet time and it's especially important for those servicemen and women that are coming back from from uh, war and the activities overseas we found that they they really it enriches their lives, and to the point where more and more of them are even interested in working for the National Park Service.
2: Now how did you get involved with the National Park Service as a retired Navy commander?
5: Uh, I, as a as a child, my father, our, our parents took us to tour state parks in West Virginia. We spent a lot of time camping out, doing a lot of fly fishing, and it's, so it, that outdoor experience is something that's always been important to me.
2: I think there's a, a lot of people who live in big cities in this country who think national parks are somewhere else that's not true is it
5: no it's not true at all i mean there are those large icons yellowstone yosemite that everyone seems to want to check off of their their bucket list but all of us live very close to national parks with, with four hundred of them spread around the country places like smoky mountains and acadia and all of the seashores on the east coast hatteras uh, it, we're all very very close to parks and of course there's also parks in urban areas the parks just aren't these scenic places. They are Civil War battlefields, they're historic sites and lakeshores and preserves and recreation areas, wild and scenic rivers and and scenic trails all over the country. Uh, And we do a lot of work in local communities in terms of historic tax credits for preserving historic neighborhoods. The National Park Service is actually spread all over the country and you're always close to a park.
2: I live in downtown St. Paul, Minnesota in the Warehouse District, and uh, I overlook the Mississippi River and the entire land lining the Mississippi River here is a national park. And I lived decades where you do in the Washington, D.C. area, and running right through the center of Washington, D.C. is a big uh, cut gash in the earth caused by an iceberg, uh, iceberg at some point in history. Uh, called Rock Creek Park. Uh, it's right in the middle of Washington, and, and as I recall, that's a national park as well, is it not
5: it It's the longest urban park in America, Rock Creek Park, and it dumps right onto the mall where all the monuments and memorials are, and of course, on the other side of the river, you have the George Washington Parkway, you have the Ceno Canal running up uh, along the Potomac, and of course, where you are in St. Paul, you have both the, the Mississippi National Recreation River and the St. Croix National Scenic River.
2: Heck, you're right on top of it. I had <laughs> 40 years in D.C. I didn't know that I did not know that uh, Rock Creek Park was the longest national park uh, in the United States.
5: The lo- longest urban park urban in States. Urban park, America. excuse me. And, of course, the White House, which was burned by the British, as you know, in 1916, is a national park. We're the ones that keep the White House white.
2: I did not I did not know that. All right, it's worth uh, uh, mentioning again before we say goodbye to you, David, that uh, on Veterans Day weekend, November to 12th, for three days, all veterans will have... Uh, so free admission to all of the country's 398 national parks. Have I got it right?
5: Uh, no, it's not just all veterans. It's all Americans. They're not. We're not checking IDs. They're all oh. in honor of our veterans. So Even better. Even bring the kids, bring mom, and uh, head for a national park over this wonderful three-day free weekend.
2: So noted. November 10th to 12th, admission to national parks for free. David Barnett, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Excellent. My mistake. I thought it was only for veterans. So everybody, pack a... Pack the car up, take the kids, visit the National Park November 10th through 12th. We'll be right back.
0: Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com.
4: Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary, risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
0: Geico says, let's make life simpler. You need to buy something,
3: but you don't want to make a mistake. So what do you do? Scour the web? Collect sales circulars? Ask your brother-in-law? How about this? When it comes to car insurance, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. I repeat, 97%.
0: So make it simple. Just ask a friend who has Geico. Then click or call you could make it 98 percent geico 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car
2: insurance folks you remember why it's so crucial to have access to travel assistance on every trip right well if you're like me you have on call international on the line is the company ceo mike kelly mike is membership with on call international is so important
1: Rudy, on call international is a trusted leader in emergency evacuations we offer medical evacuation to the hospital of your choice we cover any trip beyond 50 miles from home And we offer plans to fit every budget or need.
2: Save 30% off your membership today with the code MAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story, and a chance to win a Kindle... Visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi folks, Rudy Maxa here inviting you to visit Ireland and take part in The Gathering Ireland 2013. The Gathering Ireland will be a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. It begins with a huge kickoff New Year's Eve festival in Dublin, offering concerts, markets, family events and more. And the celebration and fun will continue throughout the year with a full program of national festivals and events. For info on planning a trip to Ireland, see so you don't miss this incredible countrywide celebration. Go to TheGatheringIreland.com or visit RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors.
0: Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
2: Welcome back. It's 43 minutes after the hour, and if the phrase champagne wishes and caviar dreams means anything to you, then you were a big fan of the very successful uh, television series called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous that ran in the mid-'80s into the mid-'90s with the one and only Robin Leach as the host, and I'm honored to be joined by him today. Robin, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here.
6: Uh, good to be with you on this uh, wonderful weekend.
2: Are you out there with the, Where are you, in Vegas? Where do you live? I'm in Las Vegas. Are you out there with the beautiful and talented Morgan Fairchild?
6: <laughs> no, Morgan's <laughs> still a very good friend of mine to this day.
2: I imagine but, uh, she's she She's not is. here
6: in Vegas this weekend.
2: I, did, uh, I didn't I did know that you were a co-founder of the Food Network.
6: <laughs> yes, with uh, dear Reese Schoenfeld, who was the guy that Ted Turner hired oh. to... To stomp cable news networks. He hired and, uh,
2: me at CNN. Reese hired me at CNN the first day it broadcast. I did g- Washington Gossip. I remember for years. that well. <laughs> I did not know. Well, speaking of food, the reason uh, I invited uh, uh, Robin on the show today is because he is involved in a rather ambitious enterprise, December 11th through the 13th at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, called Food University. And this is an opportunity for about 80 people to go spend three days and have a hands-on program involving food. But let me let Robin explain it, because he's, he's right there, and he's the man.
6: Well, first of all, uh, Rudy, what we believe is that everybody who cooks uh, lunch or dinner in their kitchen at home is a would-be star chef, and they probably secretly think when they watch Top Chef on cable television that they could do as well as the chefs that are competing on the screen. And so we think that inside the heart of every foodie beats the heart of a possible TV star. (laughs) But having said that, and that was of course a little tongue in cheek, but there are a lot of people who want to learn from the masters. And what we've done is that we put, or we're in the process of putting together a faculty of professors, teaching staff, uh, who will, over the course of three days, uh, give people 16 different classes, uh, of food instruction so it could be uh, the first two professors that have signed on is uh, a man that you know uh, Michel Richard and uh, and then fr- uh, Frankie wow. Pellegrino from the uh, world famous Rayos restaurant yes. so we have uh, pastries covered and we have uh, pasta covered at this moment and 14 other classes to go but we have all the things in place for the uh, star-named chefs to participate.
2: And I have the press release. The tuition is about, is about $2,000 per person for the three-day sessions. It includes all food and beverages and, of course, course instruction. And uh, Caesar's Palace will give you a special rate if you uh, choose to stay at their hotel during this. Again, it's called Food You and it runs from uh, December 11th through uh, December 13th at Caesar's Palace. Will you be on hand, Robin?
6: Yes, I'm going to be there all three days because it's not just immersive-intensive um, cooking lessons at the uh, hands of the pros, we're also going to have a little fun because we're going to take our first um, set of students to uh, Wolfgang Puck's Spargo, which will be celebrating its 20th anniversary that same week. Excellent. Um, Wolf will be in town and be giving uh, pizza lessons, amongst other things. And it's also the same week that Gordon Ramsay opens his new... Uh, steak pub at Caesars Palace. So there'll be fun in the evenings and uh, studies in the daytime.
2: And you'll be a genial host, I presume?
6: I will be the genial host with the most with a glass of champagne in my hand at all times.
2: <laughs> Robin, where where do you live now, full-time? Las Vegas.
6: Really? I've been here 12 years and I absolutely love this city. I came here at the, uh, at the start of the... Uh, what I call the celebrity food invasion, even mm-hmm. though Wolf had been here uh, now, he'll have been here 20 years, but then he was just 10 years. And um, he's really the guy that sort of led all of the big names into into the city, like Joel Rubichon, or, uh, Alain Ducasse, Guy Savoir, All the big names of the culinary industry are here in Vegas now. And that's why I wanted to tap some of these guys to be the teachers with the money from the Endeavour all going to our Cleveland Clinic Keep Memory Alive uh, project for Alzheimer's
2: and other brain-related diseases. All good. You can find more information by going to Facebook and looking for Food U Vegas. That's just the letter U, Food U Vegas. Or you can follow the progress of the classes and what's going on by uh, signing on to a Twitter feed from also from Food U Vegas. Is there a website for this as well, Robin?
6: and you've stumped me uh, because I think that I get it wrong. But if you put Food University Las Vegas into your Google search...
2: You know, that's what uh, it is. I just found it. You're absolutely right. FoodUniversityLasVegas.com. Robin, uh, thanks for taking time out of your weekend to talk with us. I hope we can have you back on again. Anytime, and great speaking with you. Lovely to speak to you, too. Robin Leach, FoodU Las Vegas on Facebook. We'll be right back with some deals of the week.
0: To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
2: Do go to Facebook and look for Rudy Maxa-TV show, won't you? Or just Rudy Maxa TV show. That's my fan page. We post stuff about the show there. We won't bombard you with information, but we'd love to have you as a friend. So just hit like and you'll be on the team. We're trying to hit 3,000 likes by the end of 2013. Or 55, or 2,055 into it last I checked. Hey, ABC News filed a Freedom of Information Act request to learn which airports had fired the most TSA employees, and it turned up this interesting ranking. Atlanta came in fourth with 17 firings. LAX in Los Angeles was third with 24. New York's JFK was in second place with 27 firings. And the airport that's seen the most TSA agents fired is Miami, 29 firings. Now, how did this come up? Well, the network decided to look into, the fo- into this following a sting in which ABC purposely left an iPad behind at a TSA screening checkpoint at Orlando's airport. Using the Find Me app on the iPad a couple of weeks later, they tracked that iPad to the home of the TSA officer who was last seen handling it. He was fired by the TSA for theft. On the bright side, 9 out of 10 iPads that were planted by ABC around the country for that report were returned by the TSA to the rightful owners. The story by investigative uh, reporter Brian Ross included an interview with a former TSA agent who... Fasten your seatbelts for this one. This former TSA agent who just got out of spending several years in jail admitted that while working at Newark Airport, he stole about $800,000 worth of valuables over four years. $800,000. $800,000. A total of 381 TSA agents have been fired over the years, 11 so far this year. All right, let's do some deals of the week here. Yeah. Yeah. The ca- song of the cash register. Waldorf Astoria Hotels and Resorts have got a deal they just announced this week called the Best of Waldorf Astoria. Guests at more than 20 Waldorf Astoria Hotels and Resorts will receive a $50 hotel reward for each night they stay there, or you stay there. You can use that $50 toward hotel dining, toward the spa, golf course fees, other special activities that vary by property. Here's the small print. It's not too bad. Advance reservations are required, and you got to book at least three days in advance. Some blackout dates apply. I can't tell you when this deal expires. I looked on hotel sites, on the Waldorf site, couldn't find out when it expires, but I wouldn't postpone it. Uh, it's probably a winter deal to drive people to the hotels over the holidays. You can find out more details at com. So fifty dollars a day for every night you stay at a Waldorf Astoria. I just stayed recently at the beautiful new one in Chicago. Wow, what a nice hotel! It's right downtown Chicago. Uh, they have kept it. Used to be the. Uh, um, I think it was called the Elise Hotel or Elise Hotels. Uh, and anyway uh, there, we had them on, We had the general manager of that hotel when it opened several years ago on because it had a no tipping policy you just didn't tip anybody they paid their staff enough that they didn't have to rely on tips for a living and Walter Astoria has taken over the hotel they didn't change much because they didn't have to it's such a beautiful place and uh, they have uh, retained that no tipping policy interesting interesting alright now I've got a huge deal excuse me for cruise ships This is a deal that expires Sunday, 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 the 27th of, uh, excuse me, 28th of November. It is the second annual world's largest cruise sale. It's held by the Cruise Line International Association. Cruise Cruise Line International Association, otherwise known as CLIA, uh, is an association of cruise lines. And if you go to cruising.org, click on vacations. And then National Cruise Vacation Week Cruise Specials. You're going to see a list of deals, and you'll be able to find a participating travel agent. I'll tell you how to find that again in a minute. Let me just reach down here and pull up some of these sample deals. It's a long list. Uh, For example, uh, river cruises on AMA or AMA Waterways uh, on selected savings up to $1,000 savings per stateroom, a complimentary upgrade, and up to $250 shipboard credit. Avalon Waterways, save $1,500 per couple on any of seven 2013 Avalon Waterways Europe River cruises. Norwegian Cruise Lines, up to a $250 onboard credit, 50% reduced deposits, plus $300 in e-coupons on all sailings. Offer available... Oh, uh, good through. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's over. They, they shouldn't have posted that one. Princess Cruises will give you a free balcony upgrade plus reduced deposits one day only on October. That's over, too. I'm sorry. I should have looked at when these Oh, ah, Silver Seas, a $200 savings certificate. Long and short of it is, if you ha- want to go on a cruise in the near future, go today, which is Saturday, as I broadcast you, you live, or Sunday, as you may be listening to this, if your station delays our show one day. Go to cruising.org and click on Vacations and find out which one of the cruise lines you like is going to be offering you a deal. One more deal, the Air France sale. Air France has put on its flights uh, all over the world, but you got to buy your ticket by November 8th at 11.59 in the evening, Eastern Time. So you got to buy just before midnight uh, Eastern Time, November 8th. Go to airfrance.com. The sale is good for two periods, travel between now and December 12th, And between January 5th and March 20th, there's a minimum 10-day stay required, a maximum one-month stay. Sample rates, sample fares, excuse me, $942 round trip, including taxes and surcharges, New York-Paris. L.A.-Paris round trip, $1,100. D.C.-Paris, $1,000. Chicago-Istanbul, $532. That is a bargain. Go see Istanbul in the winter. It's beautiful. L.A.-Istanbul, $781. New York-Rome, nonstop, $900. New York-Florence, $937. San Francisco-Barcelona, $1,000. You get the idea airfrance.com. It's a sale good for travel January 5th through March 20th and November, well, now through December 12th. So check it out. Jam-packed day today here in Rudy Max's world. Nice to have had you with me. Let's do it all again next weekend. Same time, same station. Thank you to our affiliate stations. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and my executive producer is Anna Schofield, to whom I owe thanks as well. See you next weekend. Travel safely.